Hi, my name is Hazel Jennings, and this is The Hardest Part, a podcast where I talk to people about the hardest part of something they've experienced, good or bad, and edit our conversations down to be short enough that you could listen to the whole thing on your commute. Well, if you're lucky enough to have a commute that's like between 10 to 20 minutes. Um, This time I talked to my friend Megan McDonald about the hardest part of having cancer when you're a teenager, which sounds really terrible, and it was a real honor to hear her tell this personal story. I hope that you like it. Hi, my name is Megan McDonald, and I am 26 years old. What are we going to talk about today, Megan? Um, I think we're going to talk about when I had cancer. Fuck. Yeah. When did you get cancer? How old were you? I was 17 when I was diagnosed with cancer. I went and saw a specialist. So she told us that I had a large tumor on my thyroid that was about the size of a softball. So my thyroid was still functioning perfectly fine. And actually, that was something that made them feel like, okay, you may not have, this may not be malignant then, you may not have cancer. Um, It may just be, you know, a benign tumor sitting on your thyroid. The endocrinologist and the oncologist, and they agreed that there was such a small chance that it was actually malignant. It was actually only a 4% chance that it was cancerous. So they decided to skip the biopsy and just do a surgery to remove the tumor. So they go at the base of your neck, like right where your your neck like meets your chest plate, essentially. Mm -hmm. They told us they would call us in a week with the biopsy results but they called the next day and we hadn't caller ID. So my mom could, could tell that it was the doctor calling. And she said before she picked up, oh, how sweet, he's calling to see how you're doing. And I was sitting on the couch still like pretty dazed from my surgery the day before. But so she answered the call and she walked into the kitchen. I couldn't hear what she was saying, but all of a sudden I heard her hand slap down on the counter and I heard her choke on her breath. Like she was already sobbing, but it was, you know, like, that was like immediate, like an emotional sound. And I knew then, like, okay, obviously he called with some bad news. <laughs> and I guess the only news we're waiting on was whether or not I had cancer. But then uh, my mom walked out of the kitchen and she was crying and mm-hmm. she just looked at me and nodded. And so I was like, oh, oh, so it is cancer. And then she just cried and I just hugged her. Did you cry? No. Why didn't you cry? The only thing I really felt was, okay, here we go. Like I didn't really feel like I could stop and be upset for a moment. And so when did you start treatment? In the phone call said that I needed to come back for a second surgery in two days. We went back to the surgeon, to the endocrinologist um, and the oncologist. They were treating us, or treating me. (laughs) (laughs) Feels very like, I mean, because my parents were at every appointment, sometimes feels like all three of us had cancer. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) it was just me. It was my mom, my dad, and my stepmom in the doctor's office. 
and the surgeon was just kind of telling us what he was going to do in the next surgery, which would be, um, he, he was going to remove the other side of my thyroid, so the other half of my thyroid, and, uh, and then a, and then a few more lymph nodes. But he go, he said something to the effect of like, because my cancer was really aggressive, um, and really advanced, he, he called it, he called it advanced and aggressive, but in a way that like this had already been explained to us or like this wasn't going to be news. But we didn't know. We went from thinking I didn't have cancer to then now I'm being told I had advanced and aggressive cancer. Um, but so my parents interrupted him and was like, wait, what do you mean it's advanced and aggressive? Like all we know is that they said the tumor came back as malignant. We haven't been told like any other details. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, did your oncologist not tell you?" We're like, "Tell us what?" And he was like, "Oh, all of the lymph nodes tested positive um, for the cancer. So all the lymph nodes were malignant. This cancer is extremely aggressive, and we don't know how far it spread." Um, and this was the first time I think that I remember feeling like, "Well, maybe it's not okay. Here we go." maybe that's not the right attitude to have of like, okay, let's fight. It was like, oh, maybe this is it. And you were 17 years old. Yeah. The other piece of that, my mom, my dad, and my stepmom were all in this room when he's telling us that I have this really advanced and aggressive cancer but I just kind of remember having my emotion and then immediately pushing it to the back because then I'm looking at my mom, my dad, my stepmom, and they weren't talking to one another. And they also, uh, they, I mean, they hated each other. <laughs> um, they never were around each other. And, and so it was, a, it would mean it would take a cancer diagnosis, honestly, to get them all in the same room together. And I hadn't seen them in a room together in years. And so, so that was like another layer of what was going on kind of in my mind it was like, well, not only was I just diagnosed with some extreme super cancer, um, but I'm also like, I really, my more immediate problem is that I need to deal with my parents <laughs> right now. <laughs> my dad was so like visibly distraught just on the ground like on his knees on the ground and my mom was sitting in the chair to the right of me and it just looked like her world had stopped spinning you know just to see them both I mean I had also just spent the last few years watching them go through a nasty divorce that was so hard on both of them but I had never seen them look like they did in that room It was just, I mean, there's no word to describe it. Like, there's just no word to describe how devastated parents look when they find out their child has cancer. And so I think from that moment on, I felt like I have to get us out of this. <laughs> and was it like, oh the one silver lining of this cancer diagnosis is that like maybe we'll all get along as a family or was it like I have to 
deal with cancer and also deal with these adults who hate each other. It was definitely the second one. <laughs> it was like, man, this would be easier if I had parents who got along. <laughs> because yeah. instead now I have to like, I think it, for me it was a, like, not only do I have to worry about making sure that I'm helping them handle this news, but I also have to try not to help them in front of each other <laughs> because they would get mad. <laughs> like my mom, my dad would get mad if like I comforted my mom. He would like take it personally that I wasn't comforting him in that same exact moment. So I was just like, man, this is now more difficult to navigate. <laughs> you know, I was in high school. That's like probably the time of your life when you have the most complicated relationship with your parents. Mm -hmm. The fact that their divorce was so new, our relationship was super complicated at the time. What's the worst day of having cancer? It was the day when they did another biopsy. And this was after my second surgery. And it came back malignant. And that just told us that, you know, um, that they didn't get it all in the second surgery, despite getting a lot of the lymph nodes in my neck. Um, and so they came back into the room and the doctor just said, yeah, so that one is malignant. Um, so, you know, so we're not in the clear yet. And I just felt so defeated. I just felt like, when are we gonna be told you know, that something's not malignant. <laughs> Everything since day one, you know, we, we had been reassured so much uh, that it wasn't cancer. And there was just reassurance all along the way. But all along the way, I was also being told I had cancer just mm -hmm. again and again and again. <laughs> and so that was the worst day. It just felt like When's it going to be over? Um, and my dad was with me. And actually, it was just my dad. Um, we had all kind of realized that the three of them being together in a room wasn't the best <laughs> option for anyone. I just remember how upset my dad was. And he said, like, man, when are we going to get good news? <laughs> but I really think, like, the, you know, the main reason I wasn't crying was because so many other people were, and they were crying so much. I mean, the moment my mom found out I had cancer, my first thought was, was not, you know, like checking in with myself and my emotion and my emotions and my reaction to that news. It was like, oh my God, this must be really hard for my mom. Um, and then the same thing when they brought, when they got, you know, they gave us bad news again. And my dad was like, gee, when are we going to get good news? It was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm really sorry that I have cancer. I can't imagine how hard this is for you as a parent to deal with a child having cancer. I think me having cancer was absolutely harder for my parents than it was for me. I had no control over my cancer think that's one thing that having cancer teaches you is is you have really no control over anything I, I was so like 
acutely aware of how little control I had over the situation that I kind of checked out emotionally for myself. And I had the option of doing that because it was my body. Um, they didn't have the option of checking out in the same way because it was me and it was their child. You know, it, it was, it wasn't them. They couldn't carry that burden. They had to watch their child carry that burden. And I knew, and so I just knew that it was harder for them than it was for me. And so it was really hard to like take care of them and make sure that I was never hopeless. I had to have hope enough for all of us. And I felt like some weird responsibility to fight, you know, kind of regardless of what my, my uh, current opinions are uh, around whether or not we actually fight in a situation like that. I think I still felt like I had to be very mentally able to process everything and, and deal with it. What's the hardest part about having cancer? I don't think it's having cancer. I think it's taking care of everyone else while they deal with the fact that you have cancer. I think it's making sure that everyone else around you is okay. Or at least I felt like I had to be sad when I was alone. What do you mean by that? I could only really let my guard down when it was just me alone. Because if ever I got too upset in front of them, that would be too hard for them. You know, they were already so upset about me having cancer. There's no way they could have dealt with me being really sad about me having cancer <laughs> or really scared. It would just make them more scared. Do you think that they knew you felt like that at the time? I think probably. It was a really emotionally complicated time for all of us. But I think the fact that I really never cried in those, in those first few weeks at least, I think, I think they knew to some degree that I felt like I couldn't be too upset around them. And how do you think they felt about that? I think they tried. I think they tried to not be too upset. <laughs> I think they... I think they also probably cried a lot more when they were alone. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us really knew how to... How to, like, feel all the things and still be hopeful. What was the conversation like when you found out you didn't have cancer anymore? So anticlimactic. Really, <laughs> actually, pretty. Uh, so they call it no evidence of disease. So they won't tell you that you're cancer-free, which is really frustrating. But also, if you read a book or see a movie where they tell someone that they're cancer-free, just know that they, they can't actually say that. 
um, they tell you that there's no evidence of disease. So it was actually really like, wait, what are you saying to me? <laughs> like, I just need to be clear. Um, it was a follow-up after my final surgery. The doctor was like, okay, you know, just did another ultrasound um, and there is no evidence of disease. I was like, interesting. Seems like good news. <laughs> he was like, it is, it's great news. You know, congratulations. And so then I was like, so does that mean I'm cancer free? He was like, well, it means there's no evidence of disease. <laughs> and so, and so he wasn't super clear, but so my mom and I walked out and we both were kind of like, so I guess this means, sounds like cancer free. <laughs> and we went and got a cupcake and my mom took a bunch of pictures of me eating my cupcake. <laughs> and that was May 26th, 2011. And there's still no evidence of disease. And there's still no evidence of disease. That's and the best fucking news I've heard all day. I know. It's pretty rad.